0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Outside the Orange Bubble. Today, I'm here with Steph, and Steph, how was your weekend? Do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of what you were up to? Hello,
1: hello. Yes, I hope my computer fan doesn't act up during this recording. But (laughs) the election, Oh my God, I can't even speak. The weekend was great. The election is the first thing that comes to mind when I think about the weekend. Because I remember on Saturday morning, I woke up really late, and as i was eating breakfast the news about biden winning pennsylvania just came out and then my roommates and all and i we all screamed and then we just went outside and it was very nice weather so we blasted some music and just pranced around and that was a good morning it was also crazy because the sky was a super intense blue and i was thinking mm-hmm. this is very symbolic so that was one big part of the weekend. And we also celebrated one of my roommate's birthdays. So that was very fun. And then we had to get back to schoolwork. But the election was a nice little break in working on classes all the time. What about you? Did you do anything fun?
0: Yeah, no, your weekend sounded exciting while it lasted, of course. I <laughs> don't yes. we'll to get back to the normal uh, course of things, but I guess for my weekend, oh, I actually went out of my house for the first time in three oh. weeks and I was socializing. <gasps> so, oh my gosh, I know on Friday I went on a walk with one of my friends, I haven't seen him since like July. Um, so we went by the river, it was very like scenic, we took pictures and stuff. And then on Saturday, I went with my friend to like the plateau, so it's a hill and you can see the views. And we went trespassing <laughs> oh my well, gosh was, it was just like what a, a rebel I know it was a construction site that said private property but it was a nice like hill so we went and we lo- looked at the view there's water and mountains and stuff so yeah that was my weekend um but same as you back to classes now and on the note of classes I've been wanting to ask you this for a while especially on the podcast well what are your thoughts on coasts B.S.C. versus A.B. because for context, Ooh. I'm an A.B. post and Stephanie is a B.S.C. post. And I feel like we have pretty different semesters, at least. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think definitely freshman fall. There's a big difference because I have to take the B.S.C. prereqs. Sadly, had to take physics. I took physics C in high school, but then the A.B. credit wouldn't count. So I decided not to take the AP tests anyway, but I have to take physics and chem, which are not fun. I think there's not too much difference. You have to take Math 202 So we're both taking that next semester, which is going to be super fun. But yeah, now I have to take Math 201 physics and chem, three of my least favorite classes out of my five. (laughs) And I think later on, in the like course of the next four years, there isn't, there really isn't much difference,
0: mm-hmm. besides
1: you doing more independent work. So maybe some of my schedule will free up to take more electives. So I think one big difference I heard I've heard is that BSE starts off rough, but then mm-hmm. it gets kind of easier. Whereas AB is a little bit more opposite, since you have more work to do when you're upperclassmen. But yeah, I'm out. I'll say that right now, I currently am struggling in all my classes, but it also is a good kind of, I don't know, it really humbles you when you come into Princeton, and then now I know I'm just going to keep on failing in these classes, but I'm okay with it because I've come to terms with it. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know
1: if that was a direct answer to your question, but definitely the disparity and difficulty of classes is one thing, but... Later down the line, I think we'll both be loving our coast classes, so I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, no, I heard that coast classes, especially at Princeton, are very math heavy. So, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> very excited. No. Um, and that two hundred two is like pretty relevant to coast, and considering that's like a pretty bad... no. Why am what if I just 202?
1: don't? What if I just switch out of coast because I don't know how mathy I actually am, but. And I guess we'll and find out.
0: Very different than like normal math. But... I know.
1: I don't even know what linear algebra is.
0: Yeah. No. Did I tell you that I thought linear algebra was like like geometry level or something? Like really? Because <laughs> I heard linear and algebra, and I was like, it
1: does sound deceiving.
0: MX. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're gonna move on to Alina, and she's gonna be with Juan J today talking about very fun things coming up. So we're super excited for you guys to hear that part of our podcast, and we'll see you next
2: week. Bye. All right, hey guys. This week we have Jae Chang from Korea. So Jae, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah, sure. So I was born in South Korea um, moved around quite a bit, uh, graduated high school in New York, and now I'm back in South Korea taking online classes as an international student. Um, I'm most likely going to major in either history or politics, and yeah, I think that's
2: the... Awesome, yeah, so we talked about this a little bit before, but do you want to just talk a little bit about what your experience being an international student is like?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, number one, like everyone knows it's the time differences, right? So that's definitely been the big part of the international experience. 14 hours is no small number. Um, I definitely underestimated it at first, but it is definitely quite a big struggle because it's not just about the time zones, right? It's like whatever comes after that. So Yes, like sleeping sch- sleep schedules have a like sleep schedules being different is a true mm-hmm. struggle, but then it's also the impact of the sleep schedules on our mental health or our academic performance that's kind of sucks. And just all of that has led to a pretty difficult situation in, as international students. Um, I definitely don't want to undermine anyone else's experiences just because online classes are difficult for everyone, but it's definitely not beyond the international. Freshman, And especially given the fact that we're not able to legally enter the U.S. and um, take classes remotely off campus um, in the U.S. because of immigration restrictions on our status. So yeah, that's been how it is.
2: Yeah. So what time does your day start, would you say? like?
3: Ah. So it has varied at least five times in the past two weeks. So <laughs> um, I've kind of got my schedule back now. So it's starts at around 7am and ends around 11pm nowadays, um, which has not been very productive. But other times it's been like, I either don't go to sleep at all. So it's just every day is just yeah, um, just a continuous day. Um, other days, it's just like I start my day at 8pm, sometimes 3am. It's just been wild
2: yeah wow you're all over the place time schedule right (laughs) yeah for
3: sure and i will admit that's kind of my fault for not following a good sleep schedule but trying to get that on track now
2: yeah yeah no definitely get sleep sleep is important (laughs) for someone who struggles to sleep as well but yeah no it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say sleep is important but obviously you know everyone has their own um conditions and restrictions going but yeah no that's crazy so yeah, so how has like, so you said, you said that obviously has, you know, impacted how you've selected classes, but do you feel like the classes you wanted to take offer like a good time range for you to take them in that suited your needs?
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I will say I was pretty disappointed that I had to drop my freshman seminar because it was from 2 to 5 a.m. and I was not ready to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think, Well, I definitely chose classes that were good for my time zone, but I ended up liking them, which was pretty lucky. Um, I guess on my part, like all of my classes have pre-recorded lectures. The precepts have a pretty diverse time range, so it's not too horrible.
2: Yeah, that's that's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about more about like your classes and like Princeton and stuff. So, um, I know you told me this, but do you want to tell a little bit more about, like, clubs you're involved in at Princeton and, like, stuff you like to do in your free time, if you do get free time?
3: Yes, for sure, for sure. So, um, like Alina, I'm on the Prince Opinion section. I am also on the debate panel. I'm serving on the um, Governing Council of Clio and I'm also working with Camp Kessem, which is an organization that supports children of cancer patients.
2: Right, yeah. So which one would you say is your favorite so far?
3: Uh, that's a difficult question. Um, honestly, like the activities have been so helpful with everything just because it's like, they're probably like one of the only sources of social life I have. Um, and <laughs> I will say, um, the people in the activities are so nice and very common to international students. So that's been very helpful. I will yeah. say, I think it's difficult to say one that's the most, like the, the one that I like the most, but I think the one that I'm most involved in is definitely in the debate panel, just because we have a lot of social events and um, practices and whatnot.
2: Right, yeah, so what do you do in the debate panel? Do, do you just debate, like do, do they, I mean, obviously, but do they give you like a topic or something and then you have time to prepare? Like, how does that work?
3: Yeah, so it's basically like any high school well, actually, I will offend some people by saying that <laughs> it's kind of like guys. It's uh, it's like the equivalent, well, like a parallel between like a high school debate team. We just go to tournaments in different schools, um, and we yeah we're given we're either given yeah it depends on the format I guess, but like we're either given a topic and we debate it, and we're given sides and we're supposed to debate it, um, or we prepare some topics of our, um on our own and debate that as well. So yeah, that's been um it's fully online which is a different story but (laughs) it's been yeah yeah
2: yeah that'll be interesting right because I don't know in high school I was part of like a mock trial team and that like it's all about like body cues and like social like you know you it's more than just talking right so that's interesting how how are you kind of adjusting to online debating I've never done that before that sounds interesting
3: yeah for sure and it's definitely interesting because it's on discord um oh. <laughs> anyone's faces so yeah it's definitely I will say it's been oh boy. pretty good <laughs> I like when I'm like with my partner when I'm like when I'm annoyed or something like when or when I want to kind of like uh talk shit about one of the other people I can just uh, I can make faces with them if I'm on FaceTime with them so it's been good to hide those kind of things but it's definitely been a little bit weird because I mean I wasn't on debate in high school. I was in Model UN, but like you said, like the social, like the bodily cues were so important. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that (laughs) I love that it's on Discord. Oh my God, okay. I just, for some reason, I found that really funny. Yeah, so even if you like don't want to listen to someone, you could just mute them or something, right?
3: (laughs) Which has been, which has proven to be both beneficial and detrimental. My partner and I once lost because Um, we were muting the other side and we couldn't some of their arguments. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) But yeah, otherwise it's been fun.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Like in my mind it's still, for some reason, like Discord has always been associated with me for like, you know, not, like, I definitely don't associate debate with Discord. So that's just a whole other thing, but yeah. Um, So since we're like on the opinion column together, let's talk a little bit about that. How are you liking the opinion column at The Prince?
3: Oh yeah, sure. Um, it's definitely different from what I'm used to because I've never been on a, like a publication before. It wasn't really my thing in high school, um, and I wasn't really used to expressing my opinions too much anyway. And it's been, and or even showing other people my writing, which I find pretty ironic, given that I'm on the opinion section of the Prince now. So it's like I have to give my opinion and show other people my writing. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely been a difficult activity at first, but it's also pretty fun to get used to because it. Well, first of all, it forces you to kind of like read other people's works, which really helps, you know, widen your perspective and
0: Mm
3: -hmm. helps your writing a lot. But also, it's really fun to get to talk to people who might share different opinions from you or um, get to learn from upperclassmen or other columnists as well. So that's been pretty fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, I relate with you as well, because I did not. Well, I've always liked to write, but I've never written for a publication and I definitely don't like showing people like i i hated like peer review and stuff like why do yeah, we even yeah. do that but yeah it's it's kind of ironic and i found it hard at first to write for opinion section cuz i used to do like more factual writing or you know like research writing not oh this is what i think which is just so weird for me but yeah i'm glad i'm glad you're uh, acclimating to that, that that's fun uh, all right so apart from all of this is there anything you just like to do like in your free time just you know not related to Princeton or to school or anything like that? Do you have any hobbies?
3: Uh, yes. Uh... <laughs> uh,
2: yes, oh, yes.
3: Yes, hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, free time, what's that, right? Um, I think in the free time that I have, I do enjoy cooking. Um, I will say I'm not entirely that good at it yet, but I am trying my best. It's um, I, coming from New York and whatnot, it's like there I had, we had access to like a bunch of different cuisines, right? Um, we mm-hmm. basically think of any international cuisine and it would be easy to find. Um, whether the, I mean, it might be far away, but at least it was accessible. Um, in South Korea, that's really not the case. And it's definitely difficult to find places that have good food. Um, like that compares to New York. I mean, like South Korean food, don't get me wrong, is really, really good. But when it comes to different ethnic foods, it's a little bit different. So mm. um, I've definitely tried cooking a little bit more of that so I've started cooking a little bit more Mexican food or Indian food um or at least like the Indian food that I'm used to from New York so <laughs> yeah because I don't assume that that's necessarily like the actual authentic Indian food but um yeah that's basically what I've been trying to cook and imitate just because I kind of miss those flavors from New York
2: Ah oh, yeah. No, that that's totally understandable. Yeah. Well, I've only been to New York once and I've had Indian food from there only like a couple of times. And I can tell you that it's not authentic Indian food. So yeah, sorry, sorry to <laughs> first first
3: that. But... No, no, I assume just that.
2: No, <laughs> so it's it's fine, it's fine. It's like it's I mean, technically, like, you know, Panda Express, for example, is not authentic Chinese food. Like everyone yeah, knows that.
3: that. Yeah. Chipotle
2: is not authentic Mexican food. That's all just like whitened down versions of food, which is totally yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, oh well. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being us with us here, Wanjay, and that ends our episode.